Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, play them viewers in. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. Harley just called this big Asian pitcher for the Dodgers Ryu out of nowhere. I called him Chen, just joking, and then you come up with Ryu. That's that's legit his name? I think that's actually his name. It's R-Y-U. I don't know how to pronounce that, but I would, I would have thought that's Ryu. I could uh, be wrong. I, th- I tend to agree with you. But I never played... What's that, Dragon Ball Z? What's Ryu in? <laughs> Street Fighter. Oh, I thought, well, what's the main character in Dragon Ball Z called? The guy with the spiky orange hair. Oh, I, I know almost nothing about Dragon Ball Z, so you can correct us if we're wrong, uh, viewers. I all know is Cyan, Cyan, Super Cyan, Super Cyan, Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan. That's how they say it. Okay. I know Saiyan is a guy in Dragon Ball Z. All right. Did you say that's close to Ryu? Sure, why not? Chen, kick him. Oh, so I'm racist now. Yeah. I love the Asian people. So we just had a uh, a weekend at LSU Old Piss, tailgating. Pretty fun times. We had uh, Craigers come in. Just just to get, fill you guys on a little work talk. Craigers might be on the move again. Just, you know, we're putting, we're putting the spotlight out there. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, to be honest, don't really care. I mean, yeah, it sounded like you were pretty excited to have a roommate potentially. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think how that would work. I mean, okay. So let me ask you this. How do you think Craig rated as a roommate? Like, you think he, I could survive Craig as a roommate? Oh, definitely. Um, Craig as a roommate's pretty, it's like living with a cat. You just, as long as you stock the, uh, fridge in Bud Light, uh, it keeps pretty much to itself. Yeah, but Craig's a Craig's a A plus roommate. Never brought anybody to the house. Facts. He always claimed he was going to the store. It was gone way too long. Who knows what that was about? But it didn't really affect me at all. Well, that'd work out here because stores are far away, so he could play that off. Another plus of him living up here, Craig. The the thought of Craig on FarmersOnly dot com just tickles my fancy. No chance he gets on FarmersOnly. You think he gets on there? Why wouldn't he? Just. Yeah, but Craig didn't ever get in any online dating. He was just on Tinder, maybe. Yeah, but you don't think Craig likes to plow? Well, when you put it that way. (laughs) All right, so, uh, you know, that's our Craig roommate talk. Uh, I think we're going to move into a different segment. We're going to call our buddy buddy Joe. So just uh, bear with us one moment. And listen to this ad by the great Brad Gandolfini. Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast. This is your favorite shark, Brad Gandolfini, and I'm not here to brag about giving out winners, even though I'm 60% giving out free plays here on the podcast and on Twitter at Brad Gandolfini. I'm here to tell you about my other guma of the week, Porasso, imported from Italy like me, so you know it's going to be as good as Sunday sauce. Lather up in a great shave using Porasso. Don't shave? That's okay. Use Porasso beard oil to help your facial hair look like a nice bowl of linguine. I use Porasso 
and I'm a winner. So use what winners use and try Parasso today. Stay tuned to hear more winners like Parasso later in the pod from me, Brad Gandolfini, official shock of the Talking Small podcast. Welcome to another guest on the Talking Small podcast. This is uh, Joey Sal. Congratulations, Joe, for being on the podcast and being so good at the Super Contest. That was that a jinx? No, I hope Joe does great. Why not? (laughs) Hey, it's the final week before the first hundred payout. How confident are you, Joe? Hundred units, Joe. It's fairy money. Sorry, hundred units. I'm feeling feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Joe's always confident, though. Mostly overly confident. When Joe's confident, that's when he does his worst work. There was nothing that made me laugh harder in college than Joe getting done with the test <laughs> thinking it was easy. You could set your watch to it. Oh, I, it wasn't that bad. All right, Joe, um, we're going to go ahead and at this moment play the baby soda video. And uh, we will get back with you in about... Four or five minutes. A champion is born. A money-making machine rises from the flames. It's the week five whiny baby edition of Soda's Dirty Diaper Picks. Presented by Talking Small Podcast. Coming off a winning week. Baby Soda went undefeated last week, accumulating four wins, zero losses, and one tie. That was the best record of the week, showing that this little sharp has what it takes to get the prize. That brings his total for the season to 11-8-1. Can he keep up the momentum? What are you doing, Soda? You looking for Uncle Al's picks? They're not in there. He makes them every week. Can the boy recreate his last week? With pick one, Baby Soda selects... The Steelers. With pick two, Baby Soda selects the Tennessee Titans. With pick number three, Baby Soda reaches into the diaper pail and pulls out two teams. Who is it? Up. The Ravens? The Ravens is a weekly pick, it seems, for Baby Soda. With pick number four, Baby Soda selects the Rams. Look at the confidence in his eyes. Pick number five, Baby Soda selects the Raiders. When you win, you get cookies. Okay, so we're back, and uh, hey, Al, I think you got trouble. Baby Soda's looking good this week. He's got some good picks. You like his? I I, I don't look at his picks. Oh, you can't look at him. So you walked out of the room. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't look at Soda's picks before I make my picks, and I maybe should start cheating and doing that, trying to make up some ground. But yeah, Soda's kicking my ass so far, but I don't feel that bad because he's kicking most of the league's ass. 
So your work He's on about what two games on you? You go underwater just now, Joe? Stop fucking stop. around and start talking directly into whatever you have. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. If we want Rosillo to record with us when he comes into Baton Rouge, we need to have good <laughs> audio quality. Thank you. Blame Skype, not me. No, you're clear now. So why are you mumble before? I think it was because you spoke at the same time. Yeah, that's your expert. It's good opinion. pod, by the way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so speaking of things Joe's done well, I just want to give you credit for baby soda videos. I have to think, Joe, in the top three things you've done in your life, the baby soda videos is your best attribute to the world right now. It's quality. It's good. It makes me laugh every time, and it's giving people money. So I can't think of a better thing you've ever done. Har- Harley's. Compliments a real brain twister too, because not only is he complimenting you, he's making you think of like what Joe's Mount Rushmore of accomplishments would be. And I can't think of anything other than this. Maybe mix CDs, push-ups on bourbon. If that's not something to be proud of. Ooh, that's a good one. Joe, thinking of his gifts to the world. That wasn't one. I've seen hers. I've seen yours. Hers way better in front of somebody's brother. That's on Joe's Mount Rushmore for sure. That may that it probably rivals baby soda videos. So with the baby next soda videos, be, more dedication though. Would the next one be Joe in the fat Vader costume selling ass for game wear? We never got to see that in person. That was, uh, I was Joe. If I was you, I would have never shown anybody I knew those pictures. You willingly, like, yeah, yeah, dude. This is what I was doing. Like you posted that as your Facebook picture or something, didn't you? That was shameless. No, that was. That was Harley stole the picture and created the fake Twitter for me. How, how yeah, but how did I get it, Joe? Yeah, you showed us that picture. I don't. I don't. I have no shame in that. I don't regret that at all. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's not that big of an accomplishment for him, Harley. I think it's a huge accomplishment. I mean, what else does Joe have? Let's list them. Can you list anything else Joe's done in his life that is as good as any of those? Ooh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Like, you think birthing a kid's hard? No. All Joe had to do is have sex. Congrats on the sex, Joe. I mean, what? Speaking Thanks. of which, Joe, you were, you were a little late for the podcast. Uh, I didn't I didn't want to be the first to break the news to Harley, but congrats on your uh, expecting your second kid, man. It's, uh, it's, that's really Thank something. God. Dude, you're a mind reader. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> oh, you right. Knew he was late. He was getting a little post-afternoon delight. No, late. It was late because we're getting ready for bed, man. We're in the future. Yeah, but what happens before you get ready for bed? Yeah. Wink. Brush your teeth. What do you say? Brush his teeth? Can fucking mumble, mumble and mutt. Joe, do you floss? <laughs> Joe, do you floss? I floss twice a day. Twice a day. Twice a day. Twice a day. Huh. That's dedication. What about Joe catching Andy beating off? Is that <sighs> in his top three? I don't know which I'll... time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> collection as a collection, you think they made it? No. No, God, no. That's the bottom of the list. Oh, oh, forget. oh, I just thought of another good Joe Mount Rushmore. Me and Joe got hammered before the Arkansas LSU game. And before the game, he was yelling obscene things and got these twin, like, six-year-old girls and their parents to move from behind us. And then during the game, oh, yeah. he, he coined the trash talk, 
bite his mom's clit off. Which that's on Joe's Mount Rushmore by far. He also another one he really liked that season was shit in his casserole <laughs> and shit in his helmet. Hey, that was 07 season. That worked, man. That was a crazy tailgate. It was at 11 a.m., but we didn't tailgate. We just drove straight to the venue. Joe Joe was in somebody's trunk. Was it you, Joe, or Dan? Somebody was in the trunk. I was in the, I was in the trunk. Dan and Eric came up for that game. So we're... we're uh, I was in the trunk, and I got out of the trunk in the middle of Burbank, right out in front of Izzo's. By walk-ons right over there, the but it was... It was crowded with cars, so Ryan stopped the car, popped the trunk, Joe popped out, and the people behind us was like, what the fuck, they had a guy in the trunk. Dan stumbles out drunk because he's been drinking since 6 a.m., falls on the ground, drops his beanie, and then uh, I proceed to drink a, a water bottle of vodka between there and the stadium, which is like a 15-minute walk. Right before an 11 a.m. kickoff, Needless to say, me and Joe were fucking ripped. That was a pretty good game. I don't remember yeah, what we happened. Just, was that the double know. overtime game? I don't think so. I, I don't remember. All those games run together for me. All right, so, Harley, uh, you guys originally texted this week about uh, one of you guys' favorite TV shows. The reality show of all reality shows. Survivor! <laughs> Harley, if they called and offered you Jeff Probst's job today, would you do it? Uh, duh. I mean, who wouldn't do it? Can I wear a blue Columbia Ooh, fishing shirt? Yes. Can I go out into uh, exotic locations? Yes. Could I make uh, witty observations? Debatable. We'd have to see. This Shame podcast, the- my hit rate, according to Craig, not that high. You're more of a wipeout comedian than a, uh, you know, the chops of a Jeff Probst. You know, he gets serious. And then he also shames the, the contestants like TJ Lavin. Well, I'm good at shaming people. So, I mean, I can put people on the spot pretty good if I need to. That whenever there's a quitter, you got to be first to shit on them. <laughs> yeah. Probes doesn't like quitters. No, who does? That's a good point. Joe's mom. So, Joe, the debate we had is... is and I have the you had it with Haley, right? So of course you're overconfident. You think if you're on Survivor, you have a chance to win. I think the same thing about myself. And it sounds like our wives do not think that we'd have a shot. Can you guys break down Survivor for people who may have not seen it in twenty years? What's it? Outwit, outlast, outplay, or something? Outwit, outplay, outlast. Okay, okay. So what's the what's your what's the premise of Survivor? If you've never uh, seen it, you, you want to survive. You want to be the sole survivor to make it to the end. And how many people and start you, off you in this island? Uh, what is it? Twenty six people, something like that. I thought it was. Co- I thought it was like twenty people. I could be wrong about that, but yeah, I thought yeah. it's like twenty. It's an even number, to where you can split the teams into two, and it's e- like there's even numbers, so that the first vote's a little difficult. You got to get a lot of people on your side. You got to politic early, but you know you don't I go over the line. Right. I think it is twenty. I think it is twenty castaways. Okay, so you guys both think you would be good at the show, and both of your wives say, "Fuck no, you'd be terrible at the show." Joe, why do you think you would be good oh. at the show? The way this was brought up 
the other day. Haley and I were watching it, and I said, I would fucking win Survivor so easily. And she goes, no, you wouldn't. You're not likable enough. Well, Joe, why do you think you would be – why do you think you would win in the first place, though? First of all, I'm a fucking specimen. I would dominate <laughs> the challenges. What? Right? <laughs> Since when it so fitness Joe is also athlete Joe Harley because last time I checked Joe when I picture athlete I don't picture Joe doesn't have great mobility he's got a high motor we'll say that there's no real athlete there's like one challenge a year where you need athletic ability which is when they do kind of like the keep away thing where they give them a ball and it's whoever returns from the middle of the so ocean. So you're shitting on ball. your own point because you just said you were a specimen and now you're saying you don't really need to be a specimen. I would dominate that. I would because they don't they don't strategize properly. And I I would dominate that and I fucking champion at the puzzles. I have I would destroy what every puzzle fuck? that's on that. I'm with Haley on this. Alright, now now why does Haley think you'd be bad? Or Harley, do you want to shit on Joe's good qualities already? No, I want to hear what his wife has to say. I am an experienced spear fisherman, so I would be able to provide food for the camp. Since when? I could. Dude, since uh, 10 straight summers in uh, Lake Norfolk. <laughs> okay. I never knew Joe was such a spear fisherman. Yeah. Just like I never knew Chen had a stepsister. All right, so let's say, okay, you can spear fish. Let's keep going, Joe. All right, but Haley and I have the, the idea of how we're going to get on. We're going to get whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. I want to know why you think you're going to win. Could, just because you spearfish? And you're a specimen. No, I, could provide, I could provide for camp. I would dominate the challenges. <laughs> I, I think I'm likable enough to where I would be able to form good alliances, and I'm good enough at reading people to where I would know when <sighs> and people are – Throwing me under the bus. Joe's not a good liar, though. You got to kind of be a good liar. See, this is where I think you're wrong. No one, we know Joe's a bad liar because we know Joe. Joe just comes with confidence and blatantly says shit that if you don't know Joe, you think he's being truthful. So I'll give Joe that part. He's not a lie. He's not but, a good liar. But let me tell you this: three this words. What doesn't bother me? Well, yeah, but you know that, and I know that, but. <laughs> But because it doesn't bother Joe, that means it fucking bothers him. Valentine's Not Day. Not a good lie. Get at me, Joe. But what I would say here is, is Joe says he's going to provide for the camp. That person's now viewed as a threat because that person's going to be getting votes because he's working hard. Joe says he's going to dominate challenges. Another way to get a target on your back. You don't come out and just start dominating and catching fish. Yeah. Ozzy does that. Did Ozzy ever win? No. So, Joe, do you think you're better than Ozzy? He's not as likable as Ozzy. He's trying to play Ozzy's game. Joe's got no chance to play Ozzy's game. If I make it to the merge, there's no way I'm losing. I'm winning every individual immunity challenge out there. Oh, yeah, because you can hang on a pole by the, by the skin of your toes up there for hours, right? I have the balance of a fucking cat. You have the balance since, of a cat? Since when? Yeah. Your senior high football team went 0-0 oh. for the season. What do you mean you're a great athlete? All right, so I don't. I, I, after hearing Joe's case, I, I don't I, – I don't think he's going to be good at puzzles. He's not a particularly good liar. He might have to, even if he's doing good, he might have to go home and get, due to a threat of skin cancer from his nose and not enough sunscreen on the island. 
That I would worry about. I would be the guy who's got the blistering sunburn on his shoulders on day one. And I think Haley also agrees with me and Harley that Harley's not uh, – Joe's not that likable. Like, I, I don't think he thinks people would be his friends like – I don't think it would work like that for him. I think he would get voted off like day one to five. <laughs> he would not last very long. They would- don't even vote off until day three. He, <laughs> that's facts. Yeah, well, that's the, facts. I think Joe would make it past the first vote out because the first vote out is like obviously either the strongest asshole person that comes to light very early, or it's like the most the most inept person that has like something wrong with them. They always vote out like the uh, they always vote out. They can always sense who the weak one is. I don't. I think Joe would make it past that unless they targeted albinos. Nine out of ten seasons, they kick out the weakest person first. So it's always like a scrawny guy or the lesbian girl. And that uh, that tenth one <laughs> is where they do kick out the giant asshole. And the, but later in the game, if you make it your own game, being the asshole p- plays in your favor because everybody hates you and they think taking you the end's an easy vote. But that doesn't win. Joe, you've yet to have a winning strategy on here. Okay, so Harley, why do you no, think my- you would be good? The the whole this, the whole point of Survivor is basically go in there and don't ruffle any feathers for at least a solid five to ten days. You have to play like you help out a little bit of camp, but you don't overdo it. You don't show out. You don't st- stick out anywhere. You basically just kind of follow people and listen and kind of talk to people. And if anybody says, hey, what you think? And you just shake your head. Yes. I would be great at this. This you, is what I do at work every you, day. You, you don't go looking for fucking idols. Because that's a terrible idea. Now, what you do do, that's do-do, you, in challenges, you kind of just kind of look around. Because they've been hiding idols and challenges recently, like under certain shit. So that's kind of where I would actually look for my idol outside of the normal people watching. But that's where Joe, Joe's just wrong about this. Like, I can't tell you how wrong Joe is to think, like, you come in and dominate challenges. Then everybody's trying to vote you out. And then the producers don't want to see Joe win. Because Joe's not pretty enough to win. So they're going to devise a challenge that fucking puts Joe into a bad place. So I, they're going Stand to Stand like, out in the sun for as long as you or, can. Or, or like it'll be like the one where they got to put the balls in the little like rat maze thing and it comes down and you got to put add balls until you drop them. Joe's got no hand coordination. Have you seen him try to catch a football? But, th- but that may work out to Joe's favor. Joe thinks he's going to crush it, but he never actually does. Yeah, so if he's like not winning, like you, what and you do is hardo. you just kind of not win challenges, and you always keep somebody that's basically seen as a bigger threat than you, kind of close to where he's the first one to get blindsided. Then once that guy gets blindsided, that's when you try to go ham on the challenges and win out. But you have to, you can't start doing that. And you almost want to be on the wrong side of the numbers all the way till there's about six people. And then you want to flip it around. <laughs> so I, I, I don't agree with Joe here. He's got bad strategy. And, and I just want to say that I think your wife's right. You're not very likable because you're overconfident, Rocky. Let me pick your strategy apart now. Let me tell you why yours is worse. Once you're pegged as the follower and the one who isn't making the moves, you're gonna you're never gonna win. You're gonna follow along. You're gonna be like Seabass from last season. You're the guy who just <laughs> follows along. He never made any move. And then at the end, you get kicked off because you didn't make any moves. And that's a terrible idea about not trying in challenges. You have to do your the trying challenges and working around camp. You make yourself an asset in the beginning. Don't be the guy who orders everyone around. Be the guy who's just doing it. But Joe, 
No, that's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying no, that's not my strategy, Joe. It's to be like do a just do enough plus just a smidge around the camp because you don't want to be seen as the person that's out there providing because that person's got a target. You also don't want to be dominating challenges, but you want to be decent enough that they think like, oh, if it's between him and a weaker person, we're going to pick him because he's stronger in challenges. You also never volunteer for the puzzle because if you lose the puzzle, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta uh, target on you. Yeah, but Joe's great. Yeah, but Joe's great at puzzles. No, it doesn't matter. You don't ever volunteer for the puzzle. If you volunteer for the puzzle, you are the fall guy. You can never be the fall guy of why your team loses a challenge. You do see that's where that's the point I was about to make. You're saying you don't want to dominate in challenges, but that's not true because if you dominate in challenges in the beginning, you never go to tribal council until the merge. Yeah, but then you're the person that they're all thinking about right at the merge. They want to vote out because you have the numbers. He's played such a good game yeah, so far. That's right. So you get to the merge, and now instantly, if your team's got too much of the numbers, then you're like, let's say you have like. 12 people and they only have like uh, six. Well, then your team's going to look around and say, well, we can we can call a couple of our fuckers off because we have more people. We can get rid of Joe. And then, boom, they cut Joe well, when he's that- strong because because then it doesn't matter. Now it's all individual stuff. So you can't – you you got to well, be on a team that's kind of even, that's losing people, so you can – Figure out how to weed out the ones that you think is going to give you problems later. If you never weed out those people, they're going to come back and bite you in the ass. No, you're, that plays to your social game that you didn't have good enough alliances and you hadn't made good enough relationships. If you're get, if you're the first one getting turned on, that's your fault. But and I'll I'll disagree with you again. You're on that island for fucking 24 hours a day. They show you maybe 20 minutes of camp life. You have all the time in the world to get away and go look for idols. Imagine if you can't find an idol on Survivor. Without everyone noticing you, you suck at it. Harley, if you were stuck in an island with Joe 24 hours a day, how long do you think you would last on the island? Well, I mean, Joe's Joe's fitness, Joe, so he doesn't have as much meat on him now. So if I had to kill him and eat him, he doesn't last quite as long. But I think his body would rot with maggots before I even got (laughs) full. So I'm thinking... Solid eight days for sure with his dead body. And I mean, like, he might, you know, he's a great spear fisherman. So if he's being valuable, yeah, I'll sit back and let Joe catch fish and I'll eat him. So, okay. Long time. That's a lot of the problem with these guys. They aren't really playing for the end. They're all trying to go, they're trying to get super cut for TV before they go on Survivor. You got fat enough so your body can feed itself while you're out there. Because, yeah, they feed them a lot more than they used to, but you're still pretty hungry out there. Yeah, that, that's why I don't... I had a dude uh, last season who passed away. I think that's the number one reason that I would suck at Survivor, is I'd get too fucking hungry. No, you would fart in the fucking tent, <laughs> and they would fucking hate your ass. You'd go on a reward challenge and eat cheese and come back and they'd be wrecked. <laughs> that would be the hardest. And you guys will get donuts and milkshakes and pizza. Oh, God, don't feed Alex any of this shit. That would be the hardest part of stifling farts at camp. Although I could be accelerant to the fire. <laughs> be all right. Yeah, put me closest to the fire, ass out of the thing. You should. We should be fine. All right, so, Joe, what would your work outfit be? Because that's, I think that's a big strategy on survivors. You have to have the kind of the right clothes. So they want you to wear something that represents you. And I'm like, all I picture you is in a satchel 
with cargo shorts with flip flops. How are you going to win Survivor in flip flops, Joe? That, that have the beer beer opener. Well, they all, a lot of them wear uh, go barefoot for most of the challenges. But I would go uh, big dog shirt and uh, umbro shorts. See, that's that's wrong. You what you want to do is you want to have some kind of long sleeve shirt for the rainy season, so when it's kind of cold. But it's also got to be something that quick dries. And then also for pants, you do want to have pants, and then you want to have some kind of like boxer briefs, almost like you know knoblock. I mean, I'm telling you, it's three three layer bottoms. It's would work all out about really layers good. here. You gotta have layers. You gotta have like a jacket, a long sleeve shirt, a beater. And maybe even another shirt. And then you have uh, long pants like Harley's talking about. Then a swimsuit. Then a Speedo. And then some boxers. You're covered here. A belt. You need a belt. You need glasses. You need glasses even if you don't wear them. Can't wear anything with any like uh, markers. So you can't wear your dickies. We can put duct tape on it like the challenge. I need my dickies if I'm going on Survivor. He says Joe with his umbro shorts. Very specific. <laughs> and my Guy Harvey shirt. Plain t-shirt. Maybe or like a long sleeve t-shirt. You don't want to be the guy who goes out there in a full suit. No one likes that guy. Yeah, but like Joe, like what if you went out with like one of those Ed Hardy shirts or something? Because like no one's... No one thinks somebody with Ed Hardy's going to win. So when they first look at you, they're going to think not a threat. Like you want to have something that doesn't look very threatening. You don't want to be coming out there looking like you said. You don't want to be ripped and shit. Then they'll be like, "Oh, that guy might be a thing." You got to be like, um, "Who's who's my boy uh Pender? Pender had a great body type for uh for uh Survivor. What do you think about Pender, Joe?" He was a good one. He had a which season? First season or second season? What Pender was on a couple times. He's the, the, he's the older guy, but he's been in like the last ten seasons. He's been in a couple of those. Most recently, he was on the one with the chick from the Facts of Life, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, with with the dude who fell in the fire on season three or whatever. Y'all are getting in two in the weeds on Survivor characters. I'm just saying you gotta have you gotta have a decent dad bod going into it. So you can kind of, what what I would say, so you can kind of not look like a threat. That's another thing that I think I'll be bad on Survivor. Me with multiple days with no haircuts or shaves or anything, I'd be looking fucking rough. I'd be looking like a, a bad skeleton. It would be a, a something's rotten in Denmark. All of America would be able to see how bad that hairline's getting. Oh, it'd be bad. Be real bad. <laughs> so anyway, Joe, I think I think you're likable enough to win Survivor, but I think you're too overconfident in your abilities. Like my wife, what she says about me is she goes, one, you're not as likable as you think you are. Which if I think that way going into it, I should have my 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 area straight. Yeah, but you know you're not that likable. That's why you would be good as you would know not to be yourself on the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I would I would have to like n- n- not be me. The other thing is you can't be when, as soon as you get into like a couple or you get seen like paired to the hip with somebody, your your game is like forever tainted. You can't do that. The power couples are a disaster. That's why you have to go in the show, like, in a relationship or married, so you don't spoon the wrong chick and then get that label on you. 
That's right. Harley, you go in there and you would try and pretend to be nice to people for like three or four days. By day four, you'd get so annoyed and you would just explode on everyone. You you couldn't make it 39 days without killing somebody, trying to pretend to be something else. You would make it at most a week and then you would just say, fuck it. Fuck you. Shut up. Fuck off. You're stupid. (laughs) Shut up. Joe, I've never told somebody they're stupid other than my sister, which doesn't count. I would love, I would like Harley on Survivor just so we get those secret one-on-ones in the woods going, uh, I see, really cannot stand fucking Jenna. We got to get her fucking ass out of here. Okay. And Harley's going to say that to the wrong person who's like, who's in their head thinking, I kind of like Jenna. And then he gets fucking, and then that's when he goes, I was like, he's kind of an asshole. Here we get caught in the one-on-ones, Joe. No, this is what would happen is I wouldn't have that many one-on-ones ones where i'm initiating stuff but when they cut to me on the like the cam the, the like the side commentary to talk about what's going on the camp oh. i would be straight flames i'd have no fucking friends after the show because i'd be spilling all their garbage <laughs> can you believe how fucking dumb heather is she thinks i would take her to the end you haven't done anything and your fake tits look awful that's what harley would be no, doing no, in the it'd, confessional. Be, it'd be more like look these people are coming up to me acting like like, I'm buddy-buddy. Clearly, they're trying to blindside me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to blindside them. And, and I just go pick them apart. I, I think I would see it coming. but Because I, I always see it coming from home. That's where I'd be overconfident. I would think it's coming when it's not coming. And, and that's get when paranoid I'd bl- and, and panic. And I'd blow my wad. I can see that happening. Also, I forgot. See, I think I'd be more susceptible to blindside than being than being paranoid like that. I don't think, I think I'd be overconfident. Oh, I that agree. I agree with that assessment. You, I mean, Joe, the big thing is you got to understand, you got to always keep a bigger threat around. And then you got to realize when to cut that threat. And you also have to be seen as cutting that threat. But you also got to make that guy not really likable. So when you cut his throat and you flip flop or whatever you did, that it doesn't look like a douche move. I like a lot of what Harley's saying here, Joe. I've studied See, I don't this. think Harley's... In... No, I... I don't think you're as smooth as when you're saying you can't go and... you. Can... There's no way you would be able to cut that guy's throat and remain likable while you do it. You oh. would make enemies along the way with everybody. You would get zero votes <laughs> if you got to the end. See, that is... Joe, that's that's where you're. you're... I think you're wrong is because most people... <laughs> They don't want somebody that's just always their friend. They just want somebody that's got common sense. So when they run a plan by you, you have to con- you have to make sure they think you're listening, and then you have to. <laughs> well, you, you should have actually to try be to com- listening. Well, you make them think like you're trying to evaluate it, but you're going to change their plan to make them think it's your plan. They're you're going to give them their plan and make them think it's theirs. Yeah. So it's like talking to Craig. Like when Craig thinks he wants to do something, that's because it's been planted in his head. Craig's got no original ideas. Anything Craig wants to do... He's the new Shanker? Is that what you're saying? There you go. Shanker's a good example. I mean, you got to have original ideas. And like, you think Shanker was a petroleum engineer by by choice? No, he followed Dan. You, there's no, you got to make sure you have those people around you. And Joe, dominating challenges, no one that dominates challenges ever wins it doesn't happen because no one wants to vote for that person because when you're winning all the challenges it looks like your game is soft you think boston rob's out there winning challenges no he won the ones he had to win but he didn't do trying to dominate everything good point 
Go back and look at Wendell. Wendell dominated challenges last season. Okay, so Wendell dominated so challenges. Get on your point. But, but he had but bigger threats. He had somebody. He got to the end with two people that were one didn't do shit, and the other one was the biggest douche of all time. Even though that guy should have won, I forget his name. Dominic. Yeah, that guy. The firefighter or whatever he was from New York. That guy was clearly the better player. Another area where your game is lacking is you're talking about these relationships with the people. They all wanted like you to open up to each other. They're always talking about how we got to know each other. We talked over the fire. Are you going to be able to open up to these people? Are you while kidding you're out there? me? I tell people my name's Brad. I'd be able to lie my ass off about opening it up. Are you kidding me? Harley would like fake grandmas dying yeah, and all I, that kind of yeah, stuff. He would be shameless. He'd be like Johnny yeah, Fairplay. I have no fucking problem lying. I just know whoever's coming to visit me. I can't say that that person's dead, or then my game's going to get blown up on Family Day. Who would you have come visit on family day? Well, you, you, I would think it's, it's like, you gotta be your wife, except like, it's no, rarely, it's that. rarely no, the I wife. Do. It's rarely the wife. I if just, you think about it, I just it. feel like the one thing that I'd get found out for is I wouldn't be able to cry when the family comes in. So if it was my dad or my mom or my wife, like I wouldn't give a You got the long shit. hair, put it over you and just start shaking into their shoulder, but not really cry. Yeah. Just say, I'm just doing this for the cameras. Yeah. Like, I think like they'd look at me like, wait, why is this guy unemotional? Like, uh-oh, what? This guy's been lying to us the whole time. That's I, what, that, my biggest thing is family day. I think I'd I, have to navigate that one I, really I think I, I think everyone's focused on their own family to notice how everyone's reacting to their own family, though. I don't think you get found out unless your sister came and- no. That, because then they pick like people to go with you. So if you got a good alliance, what if you pick Craig? Who would you pick like strategically? There's no way. Because don't you compete in a challenge with them after? Okay, just, like, so see let, let me other? just throw this out there. Do you think new age people playing Survivor? If you just faked being gay, just faked it, and you brought that's out never a, happened yet. And you brought out a dude. Colton wasn't gay, was he? I mean, there's <laughs> actually gay people on there. But what I'm saying is, if you fake it, I got you. And then brought out a dude and just made this whole fucking thing is like, I want to win one for this community. That's commitment, dude. I, I think you would fake being gay for TV and have your fake lover come visit you. You'd but, have to like fucking. But I mean, like that's commit. I would. That's, I think I'm in icy territory right here. Like I think the ice is thin. But I, I just want to say that. I think that nowadays that makes you more sympathetic than just your normal white male. Yeah, but if you faked it, the backlash you would get is crazy. Plus, but it'd be after they vote. They voted already. I'm saying by know. America. I'm saying I would care more what America thought about this mm, move. Being the bad boy in America. This is this is a would, next level of bad boy. This, and what dude would you pick to be your gay lover too? Like you have to pick somebody to play this role with the re so let's say you pick not it let's say let's say you pick let's say you pick craig craig comes out there they see that you have standards that are low that you are a lovable guy you can like the uggo that you're broken inside somewhere yeah. so you've settled so, for craig and, and, and but then craig's gonna be calling you a motherfucker and shooting you like shit the whole time and then are you gonna play up the battered uh Partner no. gimmick no, where, no, 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 where no, your no. husband just degrades you. That's too much. So Craig's out. You're right about that. Craig's <laughs> out. So maybe like And I do bring, you want America thinking you're gay for Craig? I think I'd bring out Eric. I think Eric's a good bring out here. He's gay. Because because Eric's well manicured. He he's I, I mean I guess he's in shape. His he, color would pop on TV. 
and so maybe I bring out Eric. Plus, they think he's like I like Pacific Islanders or something. So it's minority like, vote. There you go. That's a strategy for like ten years ago, though. There have been so many gay people on Survivor and winners of Survivor, so uh, that strategy might have worked. You're not going to garner the support that it once did because there's probably a transgendered person and two other gay people on the season with you. And they're so going to make. And, it and America's going right, to. Joe makes a good point. America's going to get super offended by this. Harley, if I was a gay dude, I would not bring. Like, if I was a fake gay dude on the show, like you're saying, be a fake gay guy and have your fake lover come. I would be the fake gay guy. But have like a big old fat white lady come, and that's like your best friend, and it's sad that that's who you pick. And you also get the sympathy points, plus you get the his family estranged them because he's gay points. And you know, oh, I got that's it. great. I got I'll it. bring the beard. No, this is what I do: I fake gay and I bring Bob out. Bob's got <laughs> military service. Oh god, yeah, but then Bob would super play it up and like be making out with you on live TV. <laughs> You'd both get a divorce after Bob came to visit you. <laughs> it's not the don't ask, don't tell era anymore. Oh yeah, Trump probably wouldn't like that. So we, yeah, I, I look. So I'm gonna reel back this. Maybe that's not the best plan, but I'm trying to think of a way to manipulate votes. And I can just hear Jeff Prost now, Harley. What were you thinking, faking gay in 2018? Seriously, man, <laughs> that's a Jeff Prost. I would have said Jeff. I thought I thought it was a winning strategy. I would thought it made me more likable. My normal self's a dick, and I didn't think a dick would win survival because Russell Hans couldn't win. He was the best player of all time. I'd go, Jeff. I got three words for you: gay for the stay. <laughs> Russell won, didn't he? No. So check your facts. Has Brandon killed anybody since we're this deep in Survivor? The guy who once uttered, "I just won't do wrong." Is that guy's that guy's definitely done Wrong. Un, unspeakable acts? Anyway, so Joe, I know I dominated a lot of your time here. So would you like to talk about your anything on Survivor that you think I might have missed? Because I can tell you where I think you would well, suck is your speech at the end. Because you you basically can't comprehend sentences. I, I've played the best game so far. I've did this. Uh, Joe would come off as too needy in his last speech. I think I, I have thought that. I, I know that wouldn't be my strong suit, but <laughs> my actions throughout the rest of the season would have showed it already. But You wouldn't how, be able to highlight your actions. You wouldn't be able to explain you. anything. That's true. That, that <laughs> would be my weak point. I know. <laughs> I admit that. I, I think, understand that. I think I would be terrible at the have speeches. You, uh, I'd be making shit up. You, They'd be like, what'd you do? And I'd just kind of try to make it up. <laughs> I, I'd be lying ever, so uh, bad. Have you ever put in an audition tape, or have you thought about filming one? Oh, he's, I, I can answer the thought about filming one, because he's talked about doing this for like 10 years. So we filmed one, and my wife claims she was editing it, and she says it came, up, came off too much of a douche. So I got to figure out how to... <laughs> Don't take her opinion. She thinks you do bad on the show. That is true. What did you do? What what you got to get cast somehow. I, I, I'll try to get the video published so we can try <laughs> to get it out there. But basically, for the most part, I used a vine to climb a tree. They threw a dog toy in the water, and I outraced the dogs to get the dog toy. 
I uh, gave some dogs some treats, a lot of dog stuff, and then um, he's trying to show he's a specimen, Joe. <laughs> so I mean, I, and I, and I think I did some tractor stuff. So I mean, I thought it was, I mean, I had the makings of a good video. He says he was well rounded. I don't care if you come off as a douche. You got to do something to stand out. You got to do something. See, you got you got the original look, the long hair and the bad facial hair. To uh, you're talking about me or Harley? Stand out on you said long hair. I got Both. long hair. Well, you need to shave your pubes then. In that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they rarely take... I have pubes all over my body. That is true. I look more like the person that can go on Survivor than you, Joe. I'm just going to throw that out there. I, I agree. You got the Troy Zan look. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest backhanded compliment I've heard in my life. <laughs> we Harley have to post the picture of Troy's hand. Hey, it was with, all worth it for I'm, a Troy's I'm, hand I'm reference. with Joe, and that was a great season because you had Troy's hand and Tarzan, both great characters. <sighs> That's the be- Those are the best characters of Survivor, are the ones that are unintentionally funny. Troy's and Coach is one of my personal favorites. Oh, Although Coach Coach started getting woke on himself, but he was still ridiculous. What was the uh, the Louisiana firefighter, Joe, the older guy? I that, don't remember. That guy was a good character. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll look him up. <laughs> Troy's and. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm against you guys. I don't think – well, I'm not with you guys and thinking I'd be good. I, I think I would be terrible at Survivor. I don't think I could hack it. But I've not, I've not put together uh, uh, audition tape, but I, I plan to. I've planned to for years. And I think Haley and I are both going to do one. All right. Well, I mean, what are you going to say in yours, Joe? Are you just going to have a lot of soda time? That's why I haven't done it yet. I, I don't know what I would say. I've got a couple ideas uh, that I think would be a little funny, but I, I haven't put anything down yet. We haven't actually filmed anything. But we were trying to think if we, we could do like a blood versus water. We got the I'm different, but she's Haley, I think, has a better chance getting on than I do because she's got the. No, because she sounds Southern less girl. intelligent. Just go ahead and say it. she sounds <laughs> oh, less Jesus. intelligent. I don't mean that as a basket. Oh, Jesus. She's never camped. She's never camped in a tent. And, you know, that's just. But she's all the pitched a tent a couple times. <laughs> hear that she's asleep good thing she didn't hear that or she'd be pissed at harley his name's keith that was the guy like the fireman so joe you're saying she's got a country accent so she's got that regional appeal but she's never done anything you think a country person has done plus she's slumming it with you and two corgis Yes, and she's. I think she's she could be a. Uh, she can have a life coach pop, and and you can cut to her counseling Craig in it. That's a good pop. She does. She works with the underprivileged. Yeah, she every day of her life. She married you. <laughs> <laughs> you set yourself up for that one, fat boy. You should cut the fat yeah. Vader. Uh, All right. So this is what I would have to say. If there was the three of us on Survivor, no offense, I think I'm taking top sole Survivor. If we're in the final three, us three, I don't think it's a cho- I don't think there's much of a choice. Oh, I think I could. If if it's us three in the final three, I think I got a puncher's chance. I think I could out talk you as long as I go after you and refute everything <laughs> you said. <laughs> which which I wouldn't even need to go after you. I it's just I, 
if if we're all in the same room trying to sell somebody, I think I could refute Harley anything he says, even if he's telling the truth. I think I can counter it and make him seem unreliable. And to, I'll be like, and Cynthia, you know Harley was talking shit about you the entire time. He was. I would I would pick on everybody's insecurities, but say Harley said that about him, and just get into their heads so fucking much like that. That's how I would get to him. I would just play fucking psychological games saying, yeah, you know Harley was an asshole the entire time. He said, why'd you bring those clothes on the trip? You look like a beached whale. And say shit like that. And they would just be fuming mad at Harley. It would be great. And then I would just say, and Joe's a fucking doofus who thinks he's better than he is. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> I, might be, I might struggle with the actual giving the opening statement speech, but I'm, I think I'd be more genuine with them throughout, every, throughout the entire season. So I think I'd have better relationships. I feel with like them you would the, come off that way, but you'd be playing too much of a character. Like, they'd be know, knowing you were trying to be nice to them and get to know them on purpose. I would be fucking real with them. And whether they liked it or not, they would think they know where they stand until I blindside them. I think Al would do better than Harley would on Survivor. I, I don't think Harley would be able to hide how irritated he gets with people on a daily basis. <laughs> well, I mean... Craig would be the worst then, but, you know, we already know that. What do you, what, I, what do you mean, Joe? When have you seen me day-to-day? <laughs> when have you seen my day-to-day? I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm fully offended by this. You know what, Joe? You're fucking out. The difference is, Joe, is I, I can be an asshole to you because that's how I communicate friendship i'm not an asshole to randos now i will talk shit to randos but they will never know it i will crop dust randos as i'm walking through the streets but they will never know it was me they're never gonna think the millennial looking fuck with the man bun is a real dick i don't think you'd be able to hide it i think uh, that, that's no. i think i would win alex would be second and harley would be well, I mean, so harley, when, they, Ar- when they didn't see it They'd be like, there's no way this douche could hide it, and then I'd take all the money. Uh, Harley, in a way, Joe's complimenting you. He's saying your dick's so big you can't even hide it. <laughs> hey, thanks, Joe. You're welcome. All right. Oh, and th- and that's another reason why Harley would get cooked off, because he'd be trying to wear these Euro trunks and just grossing out the whole beach. Who's talking? Like, you're fucking wearing Euro <laughs> bathing suits. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm tired of it. This, is, this, this Survivor talk's erroneous. Al hasn't even watched Survivor in like eight seasons. Uh, yeah, I, I got some catching up to do. Oh, man, they've gotten so much better, too. It's only getting better. It really. Uh, 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 look, Joe, I'm just maybe not a great opinion for the, 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 <laughs> me, the Me Too movement, but they definitely don't have as hot as chicks on there anymore as they used to. I'm just saying. This season, they've got a couple this season. Who did they have? What was the? Uh, they had a couple, couple seasons ago too. Joe, if you can't remember one of their names, it's it's over. The hot chicks always get voted off early because they think they're forming power couples and stuff. All right. Speaking of speaking of hot chicks, Joe, let's have another sponsored segment. This is the IG thought of the week, sponsored by Adam and Eve. Uh, use the code word ANAL on select toys for a discount. Tell them Talking Small Podcast sent you. This week's thought of the week, we have uh, the beautiful and talented Allison.Parker22. Now, 
You go to this Instagram account and you are going to get... I'm going there right now. You are going to get a lot of T and A. And it's going to be very skanky and very good for the inaugural IG Thought of the Week. Sponsored by Adam and Eve. Use code word A-N-A-L and you get a discount on select toys. Once again, that was Allison Parker. A-L-L-I-S-O-N dot Parker 22. So check out that IG, and that's the uh, thought of the week for the Talking Small podcast. Harley, what what kind of reactions we got here? So first reaction is, I think she's got a fake ass, and she's got fake titties, and she definitely has fake titties. This picture in particular. So, I, I like that Instagram rule that you can show nipple as long as you have a T-shirt on. That seems like the biggest loophole of all time. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, and and so I think she basically got big ass fake tits and a fake ass thought of the week. And she's definitely a thought of the week. She's not getting my follow. So it's right up Craig's alley of Miami butt slup type uh, smut there. Uh, Joe, you got any questions for us before you sign off? No. No, I'm uh, heading down to Gainesville tomorrow to watch the Tigers beat on them Gators. Two, it's a two. Th- hitting the road tomorrow. Is that a, like a uh, the yeah. game there is like three at 3.30? Yeah, it's supposed to be 92 degrees. It's good old October weather. Cooler than it's been. Been a fucking hundred down here for a couple weeks. Hashtag weather talk. You meeting anybody down there, Joe? Or is this going to be you? You in, you invite Chen? No, we kind of. Oh no, I should, man. My brother was going to go, but they backed out the last minute. Chen ain't going to go. Chen's not going to go, dude. He's way too lazy. He won't come to LSU tailgate. He's not coming to a Florida tailgate. Eight hours, away, probably more than that away. No, we don't have we don't have much plans. We don't have tickets. We just got a hotel room, and we're driving down there, and we're gonna scalp some tickets and have a good weekend. Finally, someone with some sense just scalping tickets. It's way easier than trying to buy them on fucking getting gouged on SeatGeek. Well, Scalping's the way to go. Well, Joe, I hope you have a great time, and I appreciate you joining us. I know you have a work day tomorrow, so I hope you get some sleep. And I just let you know, I'm going to try to get that Survivor tape fully edited, and uh, we'll release it to the masses, and we'll see if uh, if I have what it takes to be the sole survivor to outwit, outplay, outplay and outlast, outlast, which I've done to Joe this whole podcast. Just FYI. No, you lose. I'll get my video done. We'll compare them, and that'll be the first time I dominate you because my audition tape will be better. Hey, Joe, if you get on, I'll play gay for you. I'll be, I'll come for the family thing. Oh, team player. What if Harley sabotages you, you Joe, because he wants you to lose? I would not. I'd want Joe to win so then I, our podcast can get more numbers. It'd still be a selfish play. <laughs> I no, would I enjoy it. would have to be my dad. I would. I would. Your dad? Yeah. So soda's Dave's out. A survivor loyalist. Uh, oh yeah. You Joe, you don't think you and your dad would be intimidating to the other contestants? Dude, my dad's almost seventy years old. He's shrinking. Whoa, he's losing that dad dick that you always talk about. Yeah, he's losing all his scary dad 
mask that he's all had his whole life, my whole life. So you think you can beat him in an arm wrestle now? Uh, yeah, he's got bad knees and arms and shoulders and elbows. He's got bad joints, man. He's 70 years old. <laughs> we don't age shame here. Yeah, good job, Joe. All right, well, thanks for joining us, Joe. We really appreciate it. Hey, um, hey, uh, we need some more views from Tennessee, Joe, so put the podcast out there. Let people know about the podcast in the area. You know, I tell Johnny we haven't seen those Oregon or Chicago views wherever he ends up. So, uh, you know, we, we need some views, so make sure people know. Harley begging for votes there. I'm, fuck off. I'm, we're, we're doing great on the podcast. I couldn't be happier. <laughs> Thank you guys for sponsoring this Dirty Diaper Picks. Uh, Alex, uh, you better get your shit together. You're losing to a He topic. does have good picks this week because we just played. Oh, so, fuck. So, good. Ah, All right. shit. I need to pick it up. All right. Thank you, Joe. We'll talk to you later, buddy. So, Joe, did I, I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to blow up your spot about having another kid, dude, but I just had to break, Harley, break the news to Harley. <laughs> no. no other kid on the way. We're going to Iceland though in uh, November. So you're going to practice, right? Really you're going. You're going to practice. It's going to be cold up there. We got. We got. We got places we want to go before she gets pregnant again. Is it an Iceland citizen if you have sex in Iceland and and get pregos? Is that a code word for anal? An Iceland citizen. I don't think either of those work. I've got. I've got places to go. I. I got places I want to go before she gets pregnant again. But if she's pregnant, her ass is still available, right? How does that work, Joe? I don't know if it hurts more. It's got to. What do you mean? You can do both. She's pregnant the first time. Whoa! <laughs> and Once again, adamandeve.com. Use promo code ANAL. And you can get a, a mold of Joe's dad dick for the ladies out there. Use promo code ANAL. Comboed with promo code NOSE. For that lady, yeah, you uh, can go for you can go for the dick mold that they have, or the nose mold that's slightly more girthy. Oh God, <laughs> bad visual. <laughs> and thank you, Joe. So that was great talking to Joe. I'm glad we got to talk to him again. One of the biggest fans of the podcast, even though he's absolutely wrong about all the Survivor takes. You so, guys went deep into the I Survivor. Know. I know. I didn't you mean were, to. I you didn't were talking. To. You guys were name dropping guys like Wendell and Ozzy. Well, you don't know Wendell because it was last season, so you didn't watch. And then Ozzy's just probably the most famous Survivor player next to Russell Hance. And what uh, about Philip? I love me some Philip. <laughs> Boston Rob, shout out. So that's a good all season. Right. Let's get off of the survivor wagon here. I'm the survivor. Oh Jesus! All right, Harley. I got a. I got a, just a couple small little things to we can touch on here. I got a. Uh, uh, before we uh, get Brad, I think Brad and Chad are coming up later. This, yeah, this is right before Brad and Chad. Just give us all the fire picks for this upcoming Week Five NFL season. So I have a couple just small segments here. I got a I got a confessions another confession segment and another first impressions uh, segment. You, what would you want first? I'll play Father Harley and you can confess to me. Okay. So, son, I will absolve you of your sins. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I didn't even mean it like that. Okay. So, uh, confessions here. This is where we just say something that may be embarrassing, but got to get it off our chest. Uh. So on the way here, 
probably about what the hundredth time I've come to your house out here, Harley. I missed the turn to come down the street to go to Craigie Memorial Pass. I passed it up. Hand up, that's on me. How far did you go? I mean, I realized it pretty much right away, but I was uh tough to turn around there at nighttime. Yeah. Especially with a car coming behind you. So I think what happened was I was kind of spacing out and then a car started coming on my, you know, started passing me and the lights were bright. And by the time I realized I should turn there, I couldn't because that car was in the way and this is on like a deserted street. So I had to drive up a little bit more and uh, turn into some place and, and you turn it. So that's on me. That's, that's, that's a fuck up on the confessions. Okay, so your big confession is that's you not got my lost. big confession, but I mean that's a that's a all right. It's an embarrassing thing. That's that's fine. It's that's a woman fine. driver type thing. Uh, I'll fess up to that. Okay, all right. So what you, you don't agree with the woman driver thing? I, I think men and women can make equal driving mistakes, even who's, Asians. Who's uh who's injured more cars, you or your wife? Well, that's one snapshot. That doesn't mean that's all of society. And I'm not answering the question. So, so you're you know she's not going to listen to this. So what do you care? I didn't say it was her. What do you mean her? My wife. What about her? She's like she's the one that wrecked more cars. I'm not saying it's her. So you won't confess to wrecking more cars than her? I've not wrecked more. Oh, cars so she than has wrecked more cars than you. I didn't. I so didn't, you don't want to do a blanket statement. You don't want to say just because my wife is a worse driver than me doesn't mean women I, driver is worse than men driver. Is that what you're trying to say? Sure, let's go with that. That sounds like a plan. I mean, that's sound science. You don't want. They would say on the internet that's anecdotal. Yeah, uh, that's incidental. Good. Yeah, that's good words. Okay, so that's one of my confessions. Another one of my confessions also embarrassing. I honestly like the song "Love Is a Battlefield." I think that's a good jam. Okay, so what's embarrassing about that? That's a. It's kind of a. Uh, no. I feel like that's a no. cheesy song. I want to de- go down into your psyche here. Why are you embarrassed by that? What are you trying to hide? What do you think is like so socially pretty, I unacceptable? Mean, I don't think that most guys would say they like the song "Love Is a Battlefield." So you think you're less of a man because you like that? I don't know. Well, you are. <laughs> Hashtag confessions. You got any for this week? Um, I would uh, say other than eating soup for dinner, you I call yourself I... a man. You're eating soup for dinner. Okay, okay, we can, grandma. We, we can get into the soup thing, but my confession is, I think Miley Cyrus is pretty attractive. <laughs> She's got a semi decent body, but she kind of looks like she has fetal alcohol syndrome. I feel like she's got this dirty hotness from straight from the trailer park that I'm finding very appealing. She's definitely dirty looking, but you know she's not fresh out this trailer park, even though her dad had a mullet. But she looks like it. So she's like a trailer park girl with money. She's like a trailer park girl that won the Besides lottery. the bad tats, I don't really think she looks like a trailer park girl. She just has a kind of unique looking face. She looks a little weird. Okay, well, my confession is I find her attractive. Okay, well, I don't think you're alone. If I saw her There's nude- a reason why she was on a wrecking ball naked. It's because people wanted to see it. That puts asses in seats. Do you think, like, that conversation between her and her manager is like, hey, how can we get more asses in the seats? Naked on a wrecking boulder. I don't mean that sound uh, a little, you know, fagula, but I think that video was, like, shot by some photographer guy who's known for putting... 
young chicks in like questionable photography positions. Like he's a famous photographer. I think that's what who directed that video. So he was probably the one saying, "Oh, get naked and come in on a wrecking ball." Okay. I think it's that dude named Terry Richardson. That's my guess here. All right. Well, that's that's my. That's confession. your confession. You think Miley Cyrus is hot? Yep. And I also think soup is uh, appropriate for dinner. I'm tired of you shitting on my soup. You come over to my <laughs> house, bring Popeyes. I mean, look, if I had a twink body, I can probably eat Popeyes. Four, four piece, spicy red beans and rice. Yeah, so what I was doing was I was doing push-ups and ab stuff, and then I had a protein shake and a bowl of tomato basil with some mozzarella. So, so you were trying, you're saying you can, you're watching your calories, you can't always eat fried chicken, is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that... I, counting calories, that's definitely man card status. I'm not counting, believe me. I have nothing that's tracking my calories. I'm just, I know that soup has got to be a more healthy meal than... Uh, some fried chicken from Popeyes. Mm-hmm. It, that's facts. That's everybody knows it. I don't know. That may not be enough calories for your body, though, especially if you're trying to bulk. But I'm not trying to bulk. That's the that's the whole. Point. I don't. I don't know, dude. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but winter's coming. You're not trying to bulk. Look, winter can suck one because I'm, I'm not. I'm not worried about bulking. I'm worried about lean muscle that allows for. Excellent fitness. I'm not. I, I don't need to be muscle bound. Okay. Well. I mean, look at Craig. You got a point. All right. I also have a first impression segment. So I only, I only have a couple on this. Uh, Harley, first impression of somebody who says they're in a book club, and this is in honor of Andrew Luck's book club, who's playing tonight against the uh, New England Patriots. First impression of a guy who's in a book club. or Not a guy, a person who says they're in a book club. Okay, because that changes it. Because my first impression of a dude that's in a book club, I kind of want to see what he looks like. Because if he looks like the type of dude that'd be into the books I'm, I'm into, I'm in. Yeah, but like it's your first impression. You, you Blindfolded, you're, you hear, yeah, I, uh, I'm in a book club. And you hear that. What's your first impression? You have no idea what he looks like. It's just someone saying, I'm in a book club. I'm interested. Did to see if Brad Thor, uh, President Child, Lee Child, uh, David Balducci. I'm curious to see if they're part of the club. If they're part of the club, count me in. So you're saying the book club is all dependent on the books you, the I mean, type like, of books you read. I mean, like, let me ask you this: Is what's a, what's the negative about somebody being in a book club? Do you get to expand that your horizons not- and find more books? <sighs> I think if you say you're in a book club, you go one of two ways, in my opinion. One, you're a drunken housewife who just doesn't really read the books, but it's just an excuse for you guys to get away from your kids, drink wine, and talk shit. That's what I think a woman book club is mostly. Now, if you say you're in a, a guy in a book club, I think you're like, you might be autistic. Those are my two impressions of people in book clubs. All right, so let me ask you this. I think really nerdy people just type on the internet on message boards like a, they they type All on right. the MSNBC so, comments. So I'm going to I'm going to have to cut in here. So what what I'm thinking you're missing here is for the girls, you're basically saying it's an excuse to drink wine. For the guys, why is it not an excuse to, you know, be doing man stuff? Like Cause you would, cheating on your wife or doing something that, like that. That's, like, "Oh, what oh, your husband's at book club." That seems like a very Innocent thing. Oh, that's what fantasy that football is there for. Yeah, that's what shit oh, like that's for. You play fantasy football? No, okay, but I mean yeah. that's what sports are for. I'm over here right now watching Thursday night football in the MLB playoffs. Thought you were podcasting. I'm hey, 
And who says man can't do two things at one time? We're doing three things. We're watching football, baseball, podcasting, and I'm checking out my dog who's sleeping right there. And I'm drinking. Oh, so am I. Salute. Let's do it. Yeah, so I'm thinking, like, the cool guys, if they want an excuse to drink or whatever, they're not going to say they're doing a book club. They're going to say, I got a softball game tonight. Okay, but but I, I think... If you like to read books, a book club expands your horizon. So I think that could be a good thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what I think of when you say you're in a book club. Okay. All right. Use first impressions. Okay. Uh, my next first impression is, what's your first impression when you hear a guy is named Trayvon Flowers? <laughs> um, Athlete. I'm going athlete because that's just a very unique name. I think that could be a, a, a you know, I'm thinking defensive linebacker or something like that. It's quite the name. I mean, I think he does play. I think he plays for the Patriots. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a solid, it's a solid name. But it's, it's quite the juxtaposition of a name, Trayvon Flowers. I like it. Yeah, I, th- I think athlete because that's just, a, it's just an athletic name. It's like Todd Gurley. It's like a manly name and then oh, a girly. No, no, Todd Gurley. I'm I'm out on that name. That that, that name Todd Gurley. What about the what Todd ab- Gurley's a nerd. Yeah, but what about Todd Gurley the second? Son of a nerd? Nerd by association. <laughs> what about Todd Gurley the third? Still nerd. What about Todd Gurley the fourth? I mean, if you're th- son of three nerds, maybe you learned something, so maybe you stepped it up a little bit. Maybe you have a hotter wife. All right, now what about Todd Gurley 5, V? These are pretty good. <laughs> All right, he got what I was doing there. He caught on there. Speaking of nine, this uh okay. Oh, wait. They put Tom Brady, the Brady Bunch on there. So Harley's signing off on Trayvon Flowers here. What about the name DeBrickashaw Ferguson? Taking big shits. That's all I'm thinking. To Brickashaw Ferguson, to clogging up the toilet. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. One of my favorite underrated nicknames, Sleepy Floyd. Now, that's a good fucking name. How do you think you get the name Sleepy Floyd? You fall asleep everywhere. I, I think, think it always I, looked like his eyes were tired. I think he's just stoned all the time. I, he it probably always looked like his eyes were tired. Or, or that he wasn't trying, but he was still lighting you up. I mean, I can look it up, but it's going to take time on the podcast. Yeah, we don't need to do that. Yeah, we can have the viewers look that up. So that's all I got is first impressions for. Oh, uh, another first impression. The name Big Joey. Fat guy, blonde hair, could be mistaken as a redhead, wore an old piss shirt, potentially like some kind of cargo shorts. That's oddly specific. Gets sunburned easily. Maybe like big fan of Under Armour. Yeah, maybe looks like a Preston. Nah, Big Joey's and Preston's don't often look alike, but. But, okay, so let's talk about Big Joey real quick. Are we going to talk about Big Joey again? Well, all I want to say is when you took that picture of Big Joey and you saw the uh, little Hildy in the background, that's a great, that's a great photo because Big Joey met that dude later. Like, that dude was creeping on him for, like, 30 minutes because it was, was a while afterwards. That's that's impressive. That's a great that's a great capture. Yeah. It's one of the times you enjoy having a uh, cell phone on you. Would you have noticed that if I didn't point oh, it out? Oh, no way. Yeah. I, all of a sudden, I was like, you know, 
late night, got home, perusing stories, and all of a sudden, yeah, there's baby Hildy right there. Good call by you. That's why I brought it up. Pat myself on the back. Listen to that. <laughs> all right. Are we going to close this episode out with Chad and Brad here? Giving yeah. us the peaks. Yeah, picks I, guess of the we week got, five. I guess we got to call it Chad and Brad since Chad's up by a hair on his chin, chin, chin. Yeah, I mean, he's got more chin, so his name goes first. He's got more weight. Although, maybe she should mean to go second. Well, all right. he's going first today. Let's, uh, let's get to it. I'm going to take a break. You can handle this. All right, I'll take it. Uh, the Talking Small podcast is back, and it's been a few weeks, but we do have our handicapping experts. We're four weeks into the NFL season, and if uh, you don't remember the legendary one-time segment of Chad and Brad or Brad and Chad's pick of the week, so we're four weeks into the NFL season. We recorded week one. Unfortunately, we were not able to get uh, mics the past couple of weeks, but we have Chad and Brad, very elusive handicappers here. Uh, and just to give you guys a recap, you can follow their picks on their Twitter. Brad, what's your Twitter? It's at Brad Gandolfini. <laughs> Thank you for that, Brad. Chad, do you have your own Twitter handle or you're still using your mom's? Yeah, I got my own Twitter. It's at White Trash Kid. Oh, wow. Okay, so uh, while we've since we've been gone, uh, shout out to Kelly Clarkson, we have Brad with a uh, record of 12-8 and eight after four weeks in the NFL for 60%. And we have Chad by a chin here at 61%. His record is 11-7 with two ties. He gets the sister twice. It shouldn't fucking count. I got more winners than him. He likes to push just like I push into his mom's vagina. Oh, Brad. Well, let me tell you a little something about my record there. Then two ties that there at the end. Being from Texas, Brownsville especially, they call it a tie like kissing your cousin. And where I'm from in Texas, that's kind of accepted. What do you mean kind of accepted? I heard you made out with your first cousin, your second cousin, and your fifth cousin. Like our friend Chet. Well, you can marry your first cousin. you got to get Colt's permission, kid. All right, let's get back to the picks here. Now, how are you guys feeling about week five of this NFL slate? Well, I'd like to tell you right now, Al, that week five is very important for Chad and myself. We're in the super contest with TSP, and guess what? After week five, the winner gets 100 smackaroos of units. That is units. Yes, uh, I have to reiterate Brad's saying of units. This is not actual cash money. This is units. So, um... I'm looking at the records here. Brad, it seemed 12, you're, you're tied for third right now. Well, that's a little deceiving because like Chad said, he kissed his cousins a couple times and tried to fuck them. So he's actually got a high percentage with less wins. So right now, I believe I'm in fifth place. There's a couple people in front of me and that one person is Chad Chen's by the hair of his chin 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 is in front of me. But don't worry, when I get five wins this week and he gets zero, he's going to be eating my Texas dust. <laughs> Listen here, pal. You ain't winning shit. You hear me, bud? And you're over there talking about units. Your units ain't diddly-link compared to the kind of cash I'm laying down. I'm taking the rubber band off when I get me to the casino, son. What's your units record, Chad? 
It's undocumented. It's <laughs> undocumented. He just thinks, I mean, he's from Texas. He thinks he can bet that. It's not legal. I don't know what he thinks he's getting action on. It's not on the action app. I'm 61%. You got the paper right there in front of you. Yeah, but how many units are you laying on these games? I mean, you varying your, your units there? Let's just say I got a big unit. <laughs> All right, well. I heard it's more like a frog. Yeah, frogs are big. Maybe in Texas, they are horn frogs there. Do <laughs> you think I wouldn't be getting all gussied up and heading into town every Friday and Saturday night if I wasn't winning units on these games on Sundays? Come on, man. I can tell you if you were winning units, you wouldn't be trying to marry your cousins. You'd be getting strange. Oh, Brad. Let's, 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 let's get past all this Jersey Shore jibber-jabber and this <laughs> My first game on the board, Uncle Alex, is I got the Vikings plus three against the Eagles. Now, this is a hell of a revenge spot. I mean, it's even more of a revenge spot than when I put my brother-in-law's eye out for sending dick pics to my little cousin. I mean, if fellas don't remember, this was the NFC Championship game last year. The Vikings should have won that game. Carson Palmer and whatever tiddlywink school he's from somehow pulled the magic out of his ass. I have my power ratings as the Vikings being the better team. So you telling me that I'm getting the Vikings plus three against a hobbled Eagles defense? I'll pick it all day, cuz. All right, so I hate to say it. That's why he won. He's in front. He gets to go first. I, too, have already bet the Vikings plus the three points. Now, what I see here different is he didn't even talk about rest. They played on a primetime game on a Thursday. Getting extra rest to think about that revenge spot. Look for the Vikings. Look for them hard. Hey, did you know they got Dan Bailey now? They got a kicker. That's always playing the Vikings. And when you have a kicker and you got three points, take it to the bank. Okay, well, looks like they're uh, in agreement on pick number one, the Vikings. Now, I, I just mi- for the record, I want to cut in here because you track my units. I'm one twenty three eighty eight <laughs> seven all time. That's one hundred and forty five units up, documented in the Action Sports app. Now, Brad, I heard you had some other gambling winnings this weekend. We started talking before you recorded the pod, and you couldn't just help me tell. Uh, t- you told me how many units you were up on things other than sports. So this is what happens on a Tuesday. You go get drunk and play some golf, and then you go to the casino afterwards. You take the ferries to sober up because ferries, are, you don't have to fucking drive. You can't get a DUI on a ferry. So I get to the casino and take 200 units straight out of the casino, blackjack table, on a Tuesday, roll. Wow, Brad. Sounds like you really went up on a Tuesday. And you just, he played with 200s. Chad, uh, could you even gamble that money in the casino? You don't have him in Texas. That's why he's not a shark. Oh. Well, where I'm from, we got the engine casino. So we go down there and we play. You know, they don't have the, your traditional car slash table game. So we got to play a little rock, paper, scissors, a little guess what number I'm thinking of. You know, that kind of thing. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Chevy Chase's Vegas Vacation, but that's based off a of real life. Well, uh, since you menaced those uh, engines, we have a friend of the program, Fat Craig, 
going to Oklahoma soon, so watch out for those engines, Craig. All right, so I need I, I may t- have to take you guys picks this weekend because I'm uh I'm down big to a baby right now picking these games randomly. And uh, I don't mean to disrespect you, Chad, but he's got the same amount of wins as you. So I'm uh, I'm picking at a uh, I'm picking at a pathetic forty percent. So I may have to tail you guys up at sixty percent. You know, uh, any other games you guys like on the board? Wait, wait, wait. Before we get to the more games, little baby soda pop is beating you. Uh, I have to admit it. I'm a big man. I can admit when I'm getting beat, especially by a baby. And uh, yep. Soda's eleven, eight, and one, and I'm eight and twelve. Soda's right that, after your ass, Chad, or right after your fat ass. That little varmint. I'll, I'll be damned. I'll get to my next game if you want it. Hopefully, it helps you beat a little baby because I know you need it. So, next one I got on my slate here is the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. I don't know if you remember Larry Zonka, but word is he's going to be. <laughs> in the booth following this game and I think that's really going to channel that fullback mentality where the Dolphins are going to ground and pound the Bengals and you're telling me I'm getting six and a half points Who, who's the uh, Chad who's the Dolphins running back again well it's Kenyon Drake but see I think he's being mentored by my man Larry Zonka the one of the best to ever do it I mean, if you needed three yards, he was getting you three yards. If you needed five yards, Larry Zonka was going to get you three yards. And so I think Kenyon Drake and Mr. Mr. Lamar Miller are just being taught by the best <laughs> Zonka. So Zonka's teaching a guy on the Texans, too? No, Lamar Miller, you're right. Lamar Miller's on the Texans. <laughs> oh, Chad. Okay, so Chad, you're on the Dolphins, even though you don't know who's on the team. I like it. Okay, look, I guess I guess I'm gonna have to break some bad news to you, Chad. You know, <laughs> Kilgore, that's the center. The center is not there no more. He's hurt. Bye bye triceps. Bye bye pecs. Whatever it was, show muscles. He's out. New center. I don't think you're getting enough points. Watch out for fiery redheads. I don't have the pick, but maybe as a shop, I did lay a little money early when I saw the line open at negative five and a half. Well, what I also forgot to mention in my handicap here is the Dolphins, they just got absolutely blown out by the Patriots. Now, the Patriots came into that game real ornery-like, and I think that after getting blown out, the Dolphins can do nothing else but just totally forget about the game. they got to forget about it, kind of in the way Hillary just totally forgot about them emails she had to watch. So they're going to wipe it clean, they're going to smash the servers with hammers, forget all about it, and they're going to go out there and beat the little red pea shooter. Dolphins might plus six and a half. Hey, uh, Chad, did you know Andy Dalton was from Katy, Texas, and used to beat Craigie to fuck up all down on the football field? Are you going after a native Texan? What, next time you're going to turn on Ted Cruz? What's your deal? I see. I, I never thought Craig got a fair shake. I really think he could have made it to the NFL had he gotten good coaching. But as far as Dalto goes, I mean, he's not a real Texan. I mean, look at him. He's he's redheaded. What is that? That's some kind of Jersey Shore bullshit. I don't know. Cole McCoy was redheaded. You don't say that. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. He spent oh. a lot of time underneath the sun. 
when you practicing over there. All right, Mike. Chad, you 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 you're getting sounding pretty winded over there. Brad, what's your second pick you want to give out? All right, my second pick, we're going to go to the heart of the Motor City. This is the Detroit Lions getting a point against the Green Bay Packers. The Detroit Lions, look at them. They got cornerbacks. Have you ever heard of Slay? Slay's going to be covering who? The Packers got three receivers all hurt. Aaron Rodgers has got one knee. You think the Packers can run the ball? No. Look for the Detroit Lions and Matt Stafford, my Guma of the week. Oh. Going to come run down and beat the piss out of the Packers at home. Why are the Packers favored? Because the public likes the Packers. And so where's the value on the Lions? The home dog. What do you think about that pick, Chad? I'm not going to say I'm going to pick the other side, but one thing I will say is watch out. <laughs> For, for Chad, you okay? You what, you? what are you eating over there? Well, I got me some, some rigs. We got a new barbecue competition coming up this weekend, so I'm trying them out. Oh, nice. So, you using Kingsford? New sauce a little hot. I will <laughs> say watch out for Jimmy Billy Graham. When him and Aaron Rodgers get going, it's gospel. And you just never know what that man with the backwards hat Coaching in Detroit defense is going to do, so I'd be careful. Okay, uh, any other games you guys like? You you liking the uh, Jaguars Chiefs? Anybody? No, no, this, no this action on I, no action on Showtime Mahomes. Okay. Uh, what about Ravens and Browns? I hear you like Browns a lot, Chad. That'd be wrong. This I heard you're right. a big Baker Mayfield guy. That's why you're losing to a baby, Alex, because you don't know how to pick these games. You couldn't pick these games out from underneath your ass. Uh, I can't I can't disagree with you. All right, since y'all two are pussyfooting around, I'm giving the public another pick. Let's go to Seattle and look at seven <laughs> points with the Seattle Seahawks. You cannot tell me the Rams should be a seven-point favorite. Jared Goff in Seattle, the home of the 12th man. Did you hear the owners got cancer? That's going to be like 13, 14, 15 men in that stadium. Everybody wants to rich, root for the rich white owner who's got the cancer. So look for Russell Man Muscle, Big Dick Wilson, to come in there and with his girlfriend Sierra and have all the sex all over the field that Jared Goff isn't having. That I do not like that pick at all, but maybe that's why I'm Joe Public. As much as it pains me to say it, I got it right here in my paper too. Now, the one thing I do think, Mr. Brad, Gandal, whatever his Jersey Shore name is that I can't pronounce, did look over is the fact that the Rams coach is a damn millennial. Did you know he's only 33 years old? Oh, my God. Have you seen his girlfriend on Instagram? What a sloot. She's a smoke. I mean, that little whippersnapper is just getting started out in life, and I'm expecting him to go in there and beat Mr. Pete Carroll at the home of the 12th man. Give me a break. I'll take the seven points. Pete Pete Carroll's going to be mad that – Another coach is younger and has a better chin than him. Well, I'm just now seeing Sean McVay's girlfriend, and uh, oh, let me tell you, son. You gonna bo- you gonna bookmark that, Chad? What's that? You gonna bookmark that? Well, I tell you what, son. Well, next game I got, and I have a feeling. Mr. Gandolfini is going to think opposite of me on this one. But I got the Raiders plus four and a half 
against the Chargers. The Raiders okay. plus four and a half. Now, maybe the, the internet and the bookmakers just hadn't heard yet, but they're basically the Los Angeles Raiders already. They're moving out there. Who knows who the Chargers are? Who goes to these games? I'll tell you who goes to the Chargers home game. Fans of the opposite team. So the Raiders are going to have about 90% of their fans in that little soccer stadium. I know I know, Chad's a big soccer fan, you know, because he's a little... <laughs> but, but, Italian? Not to mention, John Gruden, he ain't just red because he's out there underneath the sun coaching all the time. He's red because he's mad in the damn hornet. This team's warning for... They need a win. This is a must-win situation to save the season. I'll take those four-and-a-half points on what is basically a home game all day. But they could barely beat the Browns last week. Well, son, they have Baker, you know? I'm not going to say I'm on either side of that pick, but I have to say it takes balls to go with the Raiders and John Gruden. And you know what? If I had to pick that game, that's a decent side. I think you're getting some value there because, again, you're right. It's going to be a home field advantage for the Raiders. So you tell me on a neutral field that the uh, Chargers are like seven and a half points better on a neutral field? I don't think so. That's right. The Raiders get three points home advantage in in Los Angeles. You know they used to play there. (laughs) Okay, hey Chad, I'm seeing. I'm just now seeing this game pop up on my schedule. At being the casual better I am, I see the battle of Texas here, Dallas versus uh, Houston. Who you got in the battle of Texas, bud? Tony Romo. Duh. We you th- love. You think Tony. he's going to be announcing the game and splooging all over Jim Nance? See what Jerry Jones hasn't announced to you, damn liberal media type shit is that Tony Romo is still an employee and still technically the starting quarterback of the Dallas America's Team Cowboys. He's coming in to save the season. We're going to finally get rid of that little Dacky Poo, Dak and Dunk, whatever he is. And we're going to beat that other team from that other OB city in Texas, Cowboys Roll. Is that an official pick there, Chad? That is not an official pick. Okay, well, you better fucking say that because when the <laughs> fucking other side wins, I don't want you to scream it wasn't a loss. He was just Uncle giving I out the Battle of Texas. He's not man enough to put his dick in the All ground right, let's and get, pick let's a side. Let's get back to a game that one of us bet. Let's go to Buffalo and my former Guma of the week, Josh Allen. Now, look at Josh Allen. He's at home. He scored zero points last week. He's not going to score zero points this week. He was holding back. They were cock-blocking him in Green Bay with all that cheese. He was a little backed up, if you know what I mean. Oh. So now he's back in Buffalo. He's back on the sauce, that wing sauce, red-hot wing sauce. Try it on your wings. And then go over to the anchor bar. That's where he likes to be. And then what's he going to do? He's going to put goddamn the Tennessee tits through a table. You think they can do anything over there in Buffalo? They're all hotty toddy thinking about they win against the fucking Eagles. You think they're going to be ready to play Buffalo? They're going through a table. This is an early game. Look for Josh Allen to score enough points to cover the three and a half. Well, this is where Chad is just going to butt his little chin right up in this conversation. Because I'm on the opposite side. Oh! I got the Titans minus three, and I'll tell you why. Well, it's three and a half, so nice try, buddy. Brad is right. What's that? 
Brad is right on that. It's three and a half. I got Yes, right. You better do more research because that game's got a hook, just like what I'm going to put into your chin. Oh! <laughs> I'm seeing three, cuz. I don't know about the contest. You got to look at the contest lines. If you're looking at the opening line, oh, sure, it was three, but the contest has got a three and a half. If you go live right now on Bovada.lv, it's at five. So even I'm not even getting the best of the number, and I still like it because it's got the hook right to your chin. You're right, cuz. I'm seeing three and a half. My little Steve Jobs device here wasn't expanding it as far up. You know what? I still love it at three and a half, and let me tell you why. Josh Allen... He's more he's more useless than sore tits on a bull. I mean, who does this kid think he is? Jay's got a big cannon, but you know what? Nazi Germany had big cannons, and look who lost that battle. I'll tell you who. Spoiler alert, Nazi Germany. Josh Allen ain't going to do poo-poo. Also, have you heard about the coach for the other team, the Tennessee Titans, that is? By the way, Nashville, Nashville City. Have you heard that he runs wind sprints before every game? I mean, come on. You got Sean McDermott over there. Who is he? That is a good point, Chad. I'll take the plus three and a half all I mean the minus three and a half all day long. Titans roll and they move on to Man, they won three games already this season, ain't they? They Don't. move on to four and one, cuz. Uh any other games you guys like? Uh, what about Steelers-Atlanta? A lot of eyeballs going to be on that one. See, this is why, Chad, this is why he's not good at picking games. I'm just he's saying bringing, the primetime games. He's bringing up some bullshit games. you got to find value. Oh. And you know where I find value? In the Meadowlands. Oh, Let's God. go to the Denver Broncos at the New York Jets. Sam Donald, do you, have you met Chubb? Have you met Von Miller? Von Miller has chickens. He's going to just pluck the shit out of Sam Donald. Look for the Broncos to get the win. I'm getting a point. I got the better team, the better defense, getting a point against a rookie quarterback. The Broncos all day, it's easy. That's a West Coast team going east. But everybody knows that. It's factored into the line already. Uh? Now, not so fast, you Yankee. I think the tough part is that the Broncos are coming off that terrible upset loss in their own castle to Mr. Patrick Mahomes. That wasn't an upset loss. They were the underdog. Now they should have won the game. It's an upset when you lose on prime time. Yeah, but guess what, Chad? They covered the opening line. And what did I have? I had the value. I had them plus five. So look at this. You think they did, they did bad. I think the public stinks like you because your public, evidently, they, they saw a loss. I saw a cover. And now I have a cover going to play the Jets, who everybody thinks is great because they won week one. What have they done since? They crept to bed. They lost to the Browns. The Browns are first winning how long? Huh? Let's go, Broncos. So, <laughs> Brad jumping surprised. on that horse, picking the Broncos there. Just don't be surprised when Todd Bowles has a bowel movement right on top of your Broncos pick, son. Okay, I think we have five picks from each of you. Are there anything you want, you want to pick and override one of your hey, can, existing can we go picks? Ahead, can we go ahead and uh, repeat what you have for us? Okay, uh, for Chad and Brad, you're both on the Vikings plus three. When? Uh, and you're both on the Seahawks plus seven. When? Now, Chad is on the Dolphins. 
win. And he's also on the Raiders plus four and a half. You damn right, cuz. And then uh, Brad, oh, we'll round off Chad's pick with the uh, Tennessee Titans minus three and a half, which Brad is on the other side of with That's Buffalo. That's a loss for Chad. Don't go against me, bro. Uh, Brad also has Denver plus one, doubling down on them from last week. And then uh, I believe he called it his Guma of the Week. Was That's the right, D- the Guma of the Week is Matty Stafford. Have you seen that guy? He makes tons of money. She could support me. Look at those guns. Georgia quarterback in the Detroit Motor City playing Aaron Rodgers on one knee. Come on. He really likes that Motor City, doesn't he? I could be wrong, but I believe he's a Texas product. He's from Georgia. He played in Georgia, but I believe he played his high school ball in Texas. He does look like a Texan. He looks like a grown boy who's been wrestling bulls, and he's going to wrestle the Packers and eat all the cheese. Did you know him and Clayton Kershaw used to be friends in middle school? They even have a picture together. Crazy stuff, huh? Hey, Brad. How about we make this a little interesting since we're head-to-head on this Titans build game. How about a little sideways? Oh, side action. What you thinking? I just asked you that, cuz. We can decide off air. What are the steaks? And no, Chad, I'm not talking cheese steaks, although that can be arranged. Well, this is what I'm thinking, right? So you are uh, the Tennessee, it's a Nashville, it's a country song. So you can make me sing a country song of your choosing, and then I can make you sing, uh, what's in Buffalo? Oh, yeah, rock and roll, a great rock and roll song. All right. So you bet the other one karaoke. Yeah, that's what happens when you sing songs, duh. I like that idea. And uh, for my song, I believe I already got it lined up. No, well, does the does the winner get to pick the loser song the that you make the loser sing? Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, okay. So Chad, you're gonna tell Brad uh, what song you already have in mind for him. I, I got one lined up. Brad, you got one lined up. Yeah, I, I'm always those guys wanting to hop on. Fucking rock and roll is my jam. <laughs> so, are we saying these now and that's final, or is this just suggestions? No, this is my final song. This is what Brad is going to be singing. Damn, Chad picking quick. All right, Chad, Wait, what's the song? Waylon Jennings, Lukin Back, Texas, son. We're going to learn you a little something country, Texas style. Waylon Jennings, Luca Bach, Texas? Now, I know you Yankees don't know what kind of what good music is, but just Google it. You'll find it. All right, but I'm stepping in here. I'm going to have to go with my man Bon Jovi and living on a prayer because that's what your picks are, living on a prayer. You ain't got nothing. Brad Gandolfini is going to kick your ass, and then you're going to be singing living on a prayer because your 61% is going to go down under 50. Well, I look forward to it, son. Chad, very bizarre pick by you. Like you're a, you're gonna make your opponent, you know, listen to the song multiple times and learn it. Because I guarantee he's never heard this song. I don't even exactly know what you said. Luca by Texas is that the name of the song? Luke and Bach, 
Texas. Th- that's the worst pick he's made all night, Brad. I don't. I'm trying to be impartial here, but that's that's Look, bad. Al, Chad couldn't pick a game if it was a booger. He can't pick shit. Well, he might as well. Maybe he picks his ass, eats it. I don't know. But his song picks terrible. I'd have been like, yo, sing some Taylor Swift because she's awesome. Be the dick, I know, and I know you've been in the market for a boyfriend, so... Uh, oh! Jay Wow and Roger from Jersey Shore fame. Everyone's saying Ronnie was right. Never fall in love with the shore. Well, this is what I have to say. Whoever's choice I would make, it's no choice but their own, and it doesn't matter. There's nothing wrong with anything but that. But you're wrong. Who can lift more, Brad? You or, or Roger? <laughs> Rogers all show muscles. This is where the real meat is. That's why I've been loading docks since 1970. Yeah, you may have them pretty little gym muscles, but you ain't country strong. If you mean country strong, it's full of cheeseburgers and uh, Kobe beef, then maybe that is you. But that gullet ain't gonna lift no weight, partner. Well, we'll see who's singing karaoke next week. All right, sounds good. We, so we have all those picks locked and loaded. We got Chad with Vikings, Dolphins, Seahawks, the Raiders, and the Titans. And we got Brad with the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Broncos, the Buffalo Bills, and his Guma of the Week, the Detroit Football Lions. So we'll see who stacks up this week and f- keep my fingers crossed. Hope, hopefully I beat Baby Soda for once. Kid's killing me. <laughs> 